I'm Maz. Welcome to my Biocast, the series where I talk about some of the most controversial and talked about stories in biotech. If you want to get involved with the conversation around these stories, head over to the Have You Ever Wondered channel on YouTube to find the Biocast playlist. And the first story I'm going to cover is the Russian scientist who wants to make CRISPR babies. In late 2018, Jiang Kui He broke the news that he had used gene editing to mutate the CCR5 gene into embryos to infer resistance to HIV. The twin girls, Lulu and Nana, were then born in November of 2018. Now, Russian scientist Denis Rebrikov intends to knock out the CCR5 gene in embryos and implant them into HIV-positive mothers. So what does the CCR5 gene actually do? The CCR5 Delta 32 mutation appears to block one gateway for HIV to enter cells, but it may also be associated with a higher risk of premature death, increased susceptibility to West Nile virus, and complications with influenza. Hayes' experiments have been criticised as more of a publicity stunt than research, as Lulu and Nana were born to a HIV-positive father, so there was little risk of the disease actually being passed on. Rubikov, on the other hand, intends to limit the gene editing to a group of HIV-positive mothers who don't respond to standard treatment. However, many scientists believe that the DNA repair cannot be controlled very easily, and the technology just isn't ready for use in germline manipulation. In response to Hayes' actions, the majority of the scientific community expressed outrage and called for a global moratorium on all clinical uses of human germline editing. But some scientists are reluctant to enforce this, as it may be mistaken for a permanent ban, which would be harder to reverse in the future when these technologies are better understood and may be hugely beneficial. And it seems for now that there will be scientists like Denis Rebrikov who will carry on, regardless of what anyone says. So my personal view is that the way Hay went about his experiments was wrong because he didn't actually satisfy an unmet clinical need. The way he did it was technically flawed, which resulted in a myriad of problems, including an off-target mutation in Lulu's genome and only one of the twins having two copies of the gene which confers resistance. This means that only one twin has HIV resistance and the other twin has a deletion in the genetic material, which means she won't share the same HIV resistance. And on this topic, an interesting question was raised, which Hay couldn't actually answer, at the second international summit on human genome editing, where he presented the data. So with, within the family dynamic, are these two daughters going to be treated uh, very differently? And then the other side of that, or related to that, is um, the one girl that is refractory to HIV infection, is she now going to be desirable for breeding? Will, will this change her, her whole dynamic in terms of marriage and children because a spouse may be uh, particularly interested in, in getting this mutation within uh, the family? But for 18 years, they're children, and uh, they, they don't have that autonomy. Now their, their genotype may uh, quite affect their upbringing. They will know, presumably at some point, that they have been edited. Uh, so it's going to be yeah, very unique. I don't know how to answer this question. And one of the reasons for this inadequate experimental setup might be because Hay is actually a physicist by background. He's founded a few startups in the area of genome sequencing devices and services, but he's not a biologist, so he might not have known how to go about answering the question that he wanted to answer in his research. Now, I don't think this technology is anywhere near ready yet, and it's definitely too risky to use in something which is gonna affect future generations down the line. So my question to you is, 
Do you think we're at the stage where we can use CRISPR and these technologies for germline editing? The supposed off-target mutation that Lulu had in her genome was apparently really far away and won't even be translated. But what happens if we use this technology now, which we don't fully understand, and something does happen? Some mutation, off-target mutation, which wasn't intended, comes to fruition and you have a child who is suffering because you decided to tinker around with the embryo. And yes, I agree that with science, we have to be pushing boundaries, but we have a responsibility to do it with a greater understanding of the implications of our research and our technologies. And secondly, would a moratorium be beneficial or would it even work against those who are intent on doing this research? Hay supposedly funded his research with the funds from his startup companies and away from Chinese government interference. So will it actually make a difference? So that's the end of the story, which means you've made it to the end of this episode of The Biocast. If you want to know more about The Biocast or get involved with the series, get in touch via the Have You Ever Wondered YouTube channel or my other socials at HYEU Science. Thanks for listening and I'll catch you on my next Biocast.